Hi, I'm Aaron Robbins with Intrinsic First, and thanks for listening to the Intrinsic Leadership Podcast. Make sure to stick around to the end and hear some pretty bad jokes. And don't forget to like or subscribe. And we're here to help. So we'd love to hear from you. Leave comments or reach out to us directly at info at intrinsicfirst.com. Enjoy the show. Picking up where we left off after doing intros uh, with Drea. Jimmy, it's your turn, so why don't you jump in and start telling us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, I'm a retired military officer. Um, my background in the military is not common. I, um, so You're I, lazy or slacker. <laughs> I was always trying to find the <laughs> shortest route to get to where I need to go, I guess. No, I, I joined the military when I was 17, um, and, you know... Four years later, I ended up going to the Naval Academy. So that was really cool. And it was an exciting time being at the Naval Academy. Um, and then, you know, 2016, I retired. I was a supply crosser, enjoyed it. What I didn't realize, and I, I remember writing my my personal statements, was all about leadership. That was how I differentiated myself from other students or, you know, candidates going into the academy. So I remember sitting in libraries just reading book after book about leadership and and being in the military for 20 plus years i got to observe a lot of really good leaders and a lot of bad leaders but it was always on the forefront of my mind like how how would i do in this situation so when i became an officer i had that opportunity and and i always learned from every every station i went to uh, whether i was leading six people or 300 people i always you know took the best practices and applied them and i didn't have a label for any of it really um, a lot of things I did, I didn't know why I did it. I just knew it worked and I just kind of, you know, went after it. And so a lot of it was trial and error, but I never had like a strong academic foundation to really apply what I learned. Just, I just knew it worked. And it wasn't until after the military where, um, um, actually I met Aaron. He, he hired me for my first job out of the military in the sense that I love this story. So I'm going to tell it. <laughs> I figured you were going to get to it. <laughs> we met at NAVNET, I think, we right? Did, we NAVNET did. NAVNET works. Yeah, NAVNET, NAVNET works, right. everyone. Yeah. What's a NAVNET? Tom Hammond, he knows. I'm seeing, but seriously, it works. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a basically a, a networking breakfast for veterans coming out of the service. And um, you go every once a month, you go uh, meet for breakfast. And you have a bunch of people looking to hire, um, you know, a bunch of retiring military right. and a bunch of companies in the defense industry, mostly, yep. that are looking to hire people, and it's just a way for people to connect. connect. Yeah. yeah, and we still we still go once yep. a month. Every we're, month we're we're there, and then and then um so that's where I met Aaron, and so then I went for my interview, and my my you know it's it's honestly it was it was a consulting firm, and then there was a a, um, a dental supp- a dental supply company, so it was between the two. I was interviewing at the same time, multiple interviews, um, but the one that got my attention was I was. October 31st, and I guess it was 2016, yeah? yeah we're coming up on yeah, October we are. 31st. Yeah, And so I went in for my interview with Aaron. Ten and years ago. Yeah, that's Almost crazy, right? Exactly. Almost, yeah. Wow. So, yeah. So I go in my interview with Aaron, and he's in a Pikachu costume. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? A Pikachu? Pikachu, like yeah, Pokemon. Pokemon. <laughs> Pokemon. <laughs> and it's all with it. Well, I'm in a suit and tie. Yeah. I'm ready to go. Got my notes all ready to go. And, oh my god! And, I, and, I, 
And I go, as soon as I saw Aaron, I was like, this is the company I want to work for. <laughs> I was like, I want to work for that Pikachu. <laughs> yeah, was just, I, I tell you, one of my favorite things was doing interviews on Halloween. If Halloween <laughs> fell on a weekday, because um, it was there was nothing better than having someone come in in a suit and tie, oh, and I'm wearing a, a bumblebee costume, right, right, and bumble- doing an interview. So I would stack <laughs> interviews all day on Halloween. But it, it made the difference, and so and yeah. then and also Aaron's persistence in trying to you know get a position for me, the right position. So it worked out. Um, so that's how Aaron and I met. Um, and then, you know, so, but then the other thing was, you know, in this industry, a lot of people are going after their PMP certification, which, um, it's about program management certification and the company was offering, you know, a free training for it. So you can take this. I didn't want to do that. I, I wanted to do something for myself coming out of the military. So I, I enrolled in performance psychology to get another master's in performance psychology. Mm. And that's where I was able to start labeling those habits and, and those traits. Um, it's like sports psychology, but you can apply it to all different types of uh, domains, like the military, for instance. And and that is return more, you know, I've got more out of that degree than I did out of any, you know, any certification um, before. So, but again, and in, in, in doing that degree, I would share everything I was learning in class with, with Aaron. And, and Aaron, I think you were in charge of HR at the time. And so we were thinking about ways, how can we, you know, share this with everyone? How can mm. we teach the employees this? And I would do it, you know, outside of my other, the job that I was hired to do. I would just do it extra, um, every, every morning almost seemed like we were meeting. And it wasn't until we found this one book, we're like, this is it. This is the book <laughs> that we're going to use as a framework. And um, I think we have a copy of it here. It's right behind you. It's all glowing with the light. Yeah. yeah so. Oh gosh. Uh, something fell. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, it was. Uh, inter- uh, yeah. Chief leadership training. This is the book that you're talking about. So this book was the framework we had been looking for, and we've been searching for a while. And and no lie, I think Aaron, you read it like a, in a, in a weekend, <laughs> and you had it all highlighted. I did. I went out to everybody in the leadership team, and I told them to read it, and <laughs> most of them came you mean back. The people working for you. Yeah. Uh, the people. Yeah, and like my coworkers, the oh. other executives at at CSA and some of them started it and they're like well, no because <laughs> no. it's pretty academic right but Jimmy and I are into the that balance of academic and so uh, it was a little struggle to get some of the other other guys to read it but that's what kept that's what kept me Jimmy going. read it I, I read it it took me about a week not not a weekend but it took me a little <laughs> longer but but we read it all the time and so and this is in San Diego. We had no idea. Like we were so close to where we didn't know you lived in San Diego. Where'd, at the time. You, get, where'd you get it? Uh, I got it through Jason, oh. and I'll, I can tell that story. Sure. I guess when I start yeah. going. But, okay. Yeah. So so long story short, that that company where Aaron and I discovered this book, um, they lost the contract. We, we kind of went our separate ways, and then um, Aaron and I were reunited about a year later, um, and he brought me on to. To help him run another organization, which we implemented a lot of these. Um, what, what did you do between the time that you met him, read that book, and well, then came? So, in, in, that's a great. So, year. I finished up my degree and I did a field research uh, project, and I, I used it with a local high school. So, a lot of things I was learning, I I got to implement there. And some of the, some of the stuff from this book, I also put it. A lot of mental skills trainings for high school athletes. Um, so, I, I really enjoyed that time doing that. And so, I, I finished up my master's degree. Um, but what was really great about that and this book, that master's degree with this book coupled together was I was able to, um, identify the behaviors 
that were required to, for a good organization to thrive. And, and once you're able to label all those behaviors, you can replicate them over and over again, which is what I was looking for. And I didn't know what I was looking for until I figured it out. Um, but yeah, that's the one thing that I really appreciate about that. And, and we can get into the rest of the story, but that's kind of, you know, me in a nutshell. Um, but yeah, I, I enjoy coaching football. I enjoy, um, being a mental skills, you know, for, for a lot of different, um, athletes. And so when I was at the Naval Academy, I, I also went back. My last tour was uh, teaching economics. And so I coached football at the light, you know, the sprint, um, football team, which is like a lightweight football team. And then I also helped out with the, the varsity baseball team. And through those times, again, I was trying to figure out, you know, those, the, the behaviors that are required for an athlete to, to thrive. And once I got my degree, I figured that out. And so, I enjoy working in the sports realm, but I've been much more successful in the corporate world just because it all, it all translate. It doesn't leadership is leadership, um, mental skills or mental skills. So it doesn't matter what domain you're in. It, it all applies. And so I enjoy, um, giving back to the community. And so now I, I, you know, I coach my son's pop Warner football team. We're talking 10 year olds and the stuff works even for 10 year olds, you know, it's a little, you know, it's a little, uh, limited cause they, their development and all that, but some of the core principles do work. Um, I use this. I use this book to help them with their vision statement. Um, so it doesn't matter if you're 10 or 50 or 60. I mean, it, it it works. It doesn't matter if you're a firefighter or a baseball player. At all. I think it's amazing that you would be trying to get the parents to understand some of those concepts. Yeah. <laughs> uh, because there's nothing worse than the parents of the kids you're yeah. coaching. That's right. Doing. <laughs> Doing things in the background that you're going, oh my god, don't do that, don't say that. <laughs> no, hundred percent. And, and so, yeah, the younger the athlete, the more time I spend with the the, actual, the parents, right? Mm-hmm. I've, I've worked with D1 athletes, and typically at that age, I'm just dealing with the athlete. But yeah, the younger they're, high school, not so much. You start to see the parents kind of uh, separate, and the car ride home is always ugly. I mean, it can be ugly. So, <laughs> but once that car ride home goes away, like in college, that's when the parent kind of separates. And so now you're working with the athlete. But yeah, the younger they are, mm-hmm. it's a lot of communication, a lot of emails, mm-hmm. a lot of discussions. Um, and what's fascinating, I'm, I'm able to recruit some interns, if you will. That that um, so I'm a, I'm certified mental performance consultant through the Association for Applied Sports Psychology. So, so uh, uh, yeah, it went fast. Certified mental, mental performance, performance consultant. consultant. Now, I'm not a sports psychologist, but I have, I'm certified in, in, in the realm to to provide services. And so I have others that want to get the same certification, and they come to me for mentoring. Mm-hmm. And so I've been able to recruit a nice little, um, you know, cohort of three, let's say, and they, they come and join me, and we kind of help educate those parents, educate those players on Good leadership. That's the best way to look at it, right? Whether it's self or in a team environment, and it does over it does spill over to like good parenting as well, hundred um, percent. So, so it's it's really cool to kind of give back to the community and hopefully have that kind of build and continue to, to thrive. But um, yeah, I think you're absolutely right. I mean, where do people get? Where do parents get their education and right. become a parent? <laughs> I mean, I'm just kind of, oh my god, what a mess! What a mess! You know, I'm just like. You know, they don't know anything about raising kids. I mean, what's the first kid for? But in experimentation, I mean, right? Yeah. <laughs> and it's not that we don't want to as parents. I mean, we just we're doing our best. And, yeah. And we we use the same behaviors that we maybe were conditioned when we were younger from our own parents, and they may work, but it doesn't mean they're, it's the best way to do yeah. something. Yeah, and so, absolutely. And I love where I where I live, and and everyone, you know, the parents are very open minded. They all want the best for their child, and so they're usually receptive to what we have to offer sometimes 
Yes, sometimes. But I would say more times than not, for sure. I mean, usually if you catch them early before something bad happens, you're, you have a better <laughs> shot at convincing them. Right. <laughs> so, but yeah, so that that's kind of my my story in a nutshell. And we're, we'll talk more as time goes on. And I'm just sure. to get into objectives, I think, of the podcast, you know, the, the main focus is really organizational. All of mm-hmm. our backgrounds are primarily mm-hmm. leadership and, and organizations. Um, but it applies. Like you said, it applies to being a parent. It applies to being a coach. Yeah. Um, you're talking about potentially writing a book from the perspective of, of coaching and the car ride home. So uh, that is part of what our objective is, is and, and we will apply that. And, and you'll see uh, as we get through these podcasts where the ap- application is. And I'm sure we, we all have lots of examples from our kids, mm-hmm. from our, you know, from sports and things like that as well. Just a word about that, if it's okay. Um, I do think that the beauty of our relationships are that we appreciate the problems of helping people get better. Yeah, yeah. you know, you're you're yep. uh, you, you, both of us, yep. and that journey is a psychological one. Yep. It's a process of getting to understand the layers uh, and the prejudices, and the, also the capacity to be creative. All of that stuff. Uh, 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 somewhere along the line, filling out a role. I mean, because because what you do, we take we take people and squash them into these pigeonholes, and we ask them to do these these uh, and and get these outcomes and and so forth. Yep. And really, it's a journey. It's an inner journey. Journey. So one of the things that yep. we're going to try to stress as we start to um, uh, do these podcasts is the idea of well, how do we help people go inward? As the same time as they are trying to influence outward, yeah, it's right. a very, very yeah. How do you dance. influence others if you can't understand and influence yourself? Yeah, and right we've on. got some pretty darn good representatives <laughs> out there in in the political world. I mean, it's like <laughs> really. Yeah. Best way to learn is to see what not to do. Yeah, oh, mercy. <laughs> so you you, yeah. uh, you 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 were well, going to build on him. Yeah. Uh, well. Uh, one other thing. So you kind of breeze through your Navy yeah, career, which yeah. has been a bigger percentage, I'd say, of your career so far. Um, can you talk just a little bit more about some of your tours? You, I know you, you did a you, you have uh, you went and got an MBA, you, your bachelor's, I think, economics, uh, bachelor's in science. Right. Okay. So but in history. So focus on history. Got it. And when I got my MBA at USC, that's when I got exposed to economics and to be a military instructor at the. The Naval Academy, as long as you had a business degree, you can teach the principles of economics. And that's where I, I went to go teach that. Um, yeah, but, so that's, but, but as a wee yeah. boy, <laughs> in the very beginning, you were a bubblehead, were yeah, you not? Yeah, I was on submarines. I was on. I was a, a nuclear engineer for enlisted. I went to that that route. So two you, years. So you went into the academy from a, an enlisted position? Mustang. Yes, yeah, it was a Mustang. Oh, yeah. I didn't get that. Yeah, so yeah. Prior, I was prior enlisted, so I was 17 years old, and I went to boot camp at, at the age, ripe old age of 17. <laughs> ripe old age. <laughs> and so, and I was in their nuclear engineering pipeline, and so it took two years of studying. This is the part where I feel a little, <laughs> I'll go and say it. I, I spent two years of um, going to school, in the, my first two years in the Navy, of learning nuclear engineering. I spent another year after that, um, qualifying on a, on a nuclear submarine, how to be a reactor operator. And then I went another year of prep school, and then I went to the Naval Academy 
for four years. So the first seven of eight years, I was in school. <laughs> and so it's not, that's what I mean. My, my career is not, it's, it's pretty atypical <laughs> compared to others. Um, but I did my fair share of deployments and so forth on underway. Um, yeah, so that's kind of my, my, it's not a very traditional, right. uh, but again, I was always looking for a way. Education was the number one reason um, I joined um, the Navy, I would say that because I want to go in the military, but but the Navy had a lot more opportunity for education, and that's mm-hmm. that's really what I strive for. So that's kind of how I ended up in the Navy, and then going on submarines was super fun. I've also been stationed on a, a submarine tender in Italy for a good year and a half, and then I was also stationed on the Ronald Reagan in aircraft carry, which probably was a, a really fun tour. So, is there anything else, Jimmy, that you want to no, bring I, I, up about the Navy time? Or? <laughs> You kind of finished it off at the Naval Academy, right? And that's where you met Mike, who we've been, you know, working on a research paper together. Right. So Dr. Mike Insler, right? So we he was Dr. Insler. That's right. We we wrote a paper together at the Naval Academy. So it was um which I thought was a great experience. I'm happy that he let me be part of that. Uh so teaching economics, I always wanted to publish and so he brought me on board. We got some great data on midshipmen. And we were able to write a, a, you know, do grades, you know, whether you're a varsity athlete or you play sports at the Naval Academy, does it affect your grades? And so, yeah. so we, we had some good findings on that. And that was a great experience to understand what that was about. Uh, so, yeah. So, and I found we were publishing a paper together and we were looking for a good statistician and, and Mike helped us out with that. Um, so it's, that's been a journey. We can talk about that as well. Sure. We're going to get there. We're going <laughs> to yeah. get there. Yeah, we are. All right. Well, I think that's a wrap for today. Jimmy, thanks for sharing your background. And we'll pick up on our next podcast. uh, And I'll talk a little bit about myself. Hey there, you made it to the end. Thanks for watching our episode. I hope you found some value in it. If you enjoyed it, hit like or subscribe and reach out to us, leave us a comment, shoot us an email, let us know what you think. If you have ideas for other topics, we'd love to hear those. And you can email us at info at intrinsicfirst.com. Thanks.